Alright guys, welcome to episode 150 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about the new Wonka movie, Scavenger's Reign, Poor Things, uh, Vacation, COVID, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, fucking Digimon, Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> tall, tall women with big ass. <laughs> uh, best of friend. Um, we, talk, we talk about, uh, and then we spend some time talking about the year in review uh, we talk about movies, TV shows, songs, albums, and games that all came out in 2023, uh, you know, and really some of the going forward, uh, what we kind of expect to be the case, uh, fortunately un- or unfortunately, uh, yeah. for the way all of these mediums are moving. But yeah. first... Uh, let's start with what we've been uh, catching up on lately, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, our general year end um, podcast yeah. and topics. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I will start. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we went. So we had a three three week break. Um, put us like just maybe what was it two weeks before Christmas up until the week after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time period, uh, I got COVID for the first time ever. That was, uh, oh. less fortunate. Um, but overall wasn't too bad. Um, and then once, uh, I had to push back some holiday get togethers, but, uh, not too bad. But, uh, luckily, um, uh, my 10 days, it's like the five and then five more with a mask that was over, uh, by the time we were supposed to go on a little family vacation because, uh, for Christmas, my mom got my son a trip to uh, Hawk's Nest, which is a snow tubing place. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. been. Um, mm-hmm. So is it like near like um, near Boone? Like I think Boone, Boonish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we went there. Uh, <laughs> so the way my mom like tried to explain it in the, she gave him a gift of like snow bibs and like snow jackets and goggles and all that. Mm-hmm. And so he opens it up, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. And we can tell he has no idea, like, what it's for. He's just saying mm-hmm. that because he's, he's just... just goggles. Lo- he just loves opening Yeah, he's gifts. like, cool. He's like, it's perfect. He pulls out the jacket. It's perfect. Then he pulls out the goggles. He's like, oh, they're perfect. And I'm like, what are they for? And he's like, swimming. I'm like, no, those are not <laughs> swimming goggles. Um, but anyway, so went up there. Um, Julian loved it. Miles was out of control, loved it. Um, so it was a good time. Had a good time up in the mountains for a couple days. Um, we were up on the mountain. Uh, like, like, <laughs> like it took like 40 minutes to get anywhere because like 25 of it is just the curvy roads going down the oh, mountain every time. Dude, that's the worst. We went, we went uh, back a couple of years ago. We went um, in Asheville. Uh, what is it called? Uh, like rafting. It, it, it's yeah. pretty much just like where you get into like a big, what is it? The donut. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I actually prefer this because, you know, people usually like, some people like doing the, 
lazy river shit where you just mm-hmm. get into a river and you just float for like three hours and you yeah. day drink and you're out in the sun and I don't really like that because I'm like I'm just gonna get cooked yeah. you know and so but this one in Nashville is really cool because it's like that for a little bit but there's trees covering it so you're like ooh cool and then they put in some some I guess the, the owners of the land or whatever put rocks in so every now and then you get like these little mini rapids and then you're mm-hmm. smooth and then oh, mini okay. rapids and it's smooth so it's like that for like two and a half hours and it's awesome, right? And they pick you up at the end and take you back to your car. So it's a really cool setup. But same thing. If you're going to get down there, you're like, it says, it's like, um, it'll be 35 minutes to get there. And you're like, all right, cool. You get to the, you get, you know, you get on the highway, you know, take the exit, get to the place. You're like, this is like the, the Green Rapids zone or whatever. You're like, oh, cool. But it still says 17 minutes to go. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's because you literally go zig, zag, yep. zig. Zag, and you do like those tight corners where you're like, God, I hope nobody's coming. Please, Lord, don't let anybody come because, you know, and uh, but yeah, that's that's like, like literally. And then, yeah, other times we've been boon, same thing, you know, you're going left and right and left, and you're yeah. just like, God, and you know what? So I, was, I was whipping the minivan uh, up and down the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> I was out of control, and like we started on the top of the mountain, like the place we were staying is like the top. So, I mean, literally, you'd like pull up the GPS and it'd be like. 13 miles away. And he'd be like, that's close. And it'd be like 40 minutes. I'm like, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But overall, it was fun. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Miles, he, like, one of his favorite things to do when he's, like, needing uh, some, like, stimulation is he spins. Like, he'll Mm. just stand and spin. And he spins forever and he never gets dizzy. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember being a kid and be like, wow. And then one day I tried to spin, like, a couple times. And you're like, yeah. wow, I just get really dizzy. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Uh, that, that was the first sign. <laughs> yeah, It was exactly. the beginning of the end. Bro, that happened to me. I was sitting in a computer chair, and I just spun, and I was like, oh, fuck, bro. I just <laughs> once, right? You just once, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, so, uh, Kaylin when, uh, went down the tube. She would just hold Miles on top of her, and, like, mm-hmm. she wouldn't hold on to the tube at all. She'd just hold Miles. Mm-hmm. Um and it was fine for the first. So, like, it's, like, oh, no. little little bunny hill. And then it was, mm-hmm. like, we did the little bunny hill again. But then it just goes, like, you just keep going further down. Um, and then there's a conveyor belt at the end that brings you up. But, like, as you're going further down, they're getting, like, steeper and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Bro, we get to that last one. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, you think you're going to be all right? And she's, like, yeah, uh-huh. I've been right so far. So, mm-hmm. she goes down. She's holding miles. Her foot clips the little wall, like, at the <gasps> very beginning. Bro, she's going... A billion miles an hour spinning and i see her like her whole body like keeps coming out of the tube but she lands back in the tube and she's oh. holding miles and i can tell she like i can't tell but like i know she has to be freaking out she's like holding mm-hmm. a kid and like yeah. out of control bro the whole time miles on her lap hands up in the air i could see him just fucking swinging his hands <laughs> in the air he's like so excited <laughs> that's um, what i was gonna ask i was like is he was he like scared or was he like this is the greatest moment ever yeah he was like Kalen's like, like my what? dad my child <laughs> yeah um yeah he was fucking mm-hmm. having the time of his life um julian had a good time bro that last hill for me whoo curtains bro i was cooking it down <laughs> that fucking <laughs> <laughs> they had little sandbags at the end, bro. Mm. I hit that sandbag so hard the whole bitch flipped, bro. <laughs> I, was I, like, oh. I was dizzy afterwards, like how hard I hit the wall. I was like, bro, I think I just got a concussion. It's like a full fledged like, yeah, just... fucking car wreck at the bottom. <laughs> bro, full, no airbags. I'm gonna have to get this full two of fingers at the bottom. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get up like two of like, just fucking fall back <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> He's okay. He's just a little woozy. It's just his he back. Coughing blood. It's just his back because he just had a pinched a nerve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a really good time. 
Um, so that's all. That's all I'll talk about uh, first. So you go ahead and cool. Let me know what you've been up to. Yeah, yeah. So I, not that much stuff. I wanted to get more stuff, that, you know, watched over the break, but we were just in, in transit, and I didn't really get a chance to. So I only have uh, two movies and a show. And um, the first movie is one that I saw just before I went, you know, for break. And I think I watched it the day after we recorded our last uh, episode. But it's Wonka, mm-hmm. you know, the new, uh, I guess, adaptation of the Royal Doll book, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. And this is kind of like how Wonka became Wonka. And um, it, it seems like it's like um, so. So first off, the, the movie is very charming. I thought it was great. It was a great surprise. Um, I, I remember never... seeing the preview with Timothy Chalamet and being like, this is weird. I don't know if... I'm... Like, he seemed like a weird fit, but... Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the only reason... Well, he... Oh, so, I'll get more into him in a little bit, but he's great in it. But the only reason that I wasn't fully like, no, this movie's gonna be terrible, was because um, it's by... It was written and directed by Paul King, and he did Paddington 1 and 2, which I think are, like, two, like, perfect, like, 5 out of 5, like, family movies like just like the perfect version of that mm-hmm. and so and so i was like even though people were making fun of the singing or this or that i was like you know what it's a little goofy but i'm holding on hope and i'm glad i did because it was a great surprise and it feels like it's a movie it, it, it's it's a, it's a movie i'm trying to think of another example of this where it's clear he had an idea of like a character in a world that needed that where, where a bunch of people needed hope or saving and he just sort of took this idea of Wonka and was like, well, this guy's a chocolatier. Hope, boom. And just sort of stuffed him, basically masquerading a movie, a musical, around an IP that people recognize. Okay. Um, and I thought that was a great idea. So the movie's a musical, and the, the songs are fine. You know, the, there's nothing here supremely catchy that, you know, is going to catch on, like the Encanto songs or um, Frozen or I'm trying to think. Or like even The Greatest Showman, which I know um, Sydney loves and I, I, th- I think is fine. But that had a few songs that sort of broke through and, and became... You know, like yeah. billboard hits, or like uh, Dear Evan Hansen, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the of being a wallflower. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but the songs here are fine. Um, the music, you know, they they do serve a narrative purpose and they're funny. Um, but Cham- uh, Chalamet is great. Like he's fully committed, and I think yeah. that's awesome because I think if he had given anything any percent less, it would have sort of started to fall apart. So he's going at. You know, I don't want to say 100% because that sounds like he's being, like, annoying. But he's fully committed, like, I'm Wonka. I'm doing this. You know, I I want to make chocolate. You know, like, he's fully mm-hmm. in the character. And he's so charming that I think if he had been even one little bit winking or slightly bent, like, this is all a facade, it would have come crashing down. But it's not. He's fully committed. And I think that really helps. Okay. Um, uh, I think the movie looks great. It's, it's, like a, it's like a perfect family movie at the end. It... It sort of does that thing, the RPG thing that I love, where like the characters you met along the way that wow. he makes friends they with, they all together. come in together and help the plan, the final plan, and everybody's got like a part in the plan, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's really charming, and, and the movie was was really good. I think um, I, I saw some people saying that it's like it's a new holiday classic, and I do think it is a very good movie, but I don't think there's anything really classic like a uh, holiday about it. But I will say like you know next year if your kids if you're like I need to watch a movie for my kids, and my wife that we can all enjoy. That maybe they'll like that's you know that looks great that's inventive that's funny I think this is like the perfect example and I think mm-hmm. it ended up being like the biggest box office hit over the holiday break mm-hmm. so okay. but yeah but it was a, a really nice surprise because I know some people were really down on it I wasn't because of who was making it but it was nice that you know he I wasn't like God damn it Paul you let me down <laughs> right exactly yeah um, real quick speaking of uh, catchy catchy songs uh and mm-hmm. not being you know as catchy as like in contour so uh how much older are you than 
both of your siblings? My sister is... So it's, it's like half and half. So half the year, I'm four years older than her, and then half, I'm five. And then my brother, it's ten and nine. So half the year, I'm nine years older than him, and then half, I'm ten All right, so I don't know if this is going to land with you, but it might, because that the, the time frame, you might catch it. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, uh, when you were growing up, did you ever, like, just catch or, like, uh, absorb by osmosis things that they were watching because they were kids? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the Wiggles, bro? Do you know anything about the Wiggles? That might have been one that's like, like my sister was just too old for it, and my brother was too young for it. Like, okay. phew, just like thread the needle. But I do know of them. I like, I do know. I don't know any other songs. I know they they were like a like a group thing, like a Blues Clues thing. But for them, but I don't know much about them. Okay. So uh, so anyways, anyways, the kids have just fucking <clears throat> they're they're fucking they're cooking Wiggles, bro. It's 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 on the TV nonstop. Um, it's just <laughs> songs, basically. Um, boy, it's it's a banger. Uh, they're, like, wildly catchy. Like, I walk around, like, singing mm-hmm. them and being mad that I'm singing them. But, like, it's just stuck to my head forever. Um, uh, <laughs> tad bit of trivia. Uh, they got big in, like, the early 2000s. Uh, but they're from Australia. The original four mm-hmm. are from Australia. And they came... The way they blew up was they came over to America and they fucking... For free, toured blockbuster parking lots, and they would just fucking go blockbuster parking lot to blockbuster parking lot and just do little performances until like people started to recognize them, and then I guess like people would show up just for them, and then it turned into a whole thing. But that's a fucking wild business plan. Like you leave, you leave a whole continent. You're like, all right, look, we're gonna find some blockbusters. We're just gonna fucking hang out there with a guitar and keep it pushing. Like that's. I was gonna say that's like some that's like some straight up like. Kanye West, two thousand two. I'm going to every single eight, you know, uh, yeah. representative. They're gonna hear me if it's the last thing I do, and bugging people and calling like it's like you know, you're like, I'm just trying to rent a movie. And it's like I don't care. You're gonna listen to the Wiggles, <laughs> right? And you walk in and you walk out. You're like, damn, they're so fucking loud. And then you're just like on the way home singing the fucking song. It's like God, I didn't even want them to be there. They got me. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the Wiggles uh, randomly. Uh, now there's like fucking eight <laughs> of them. Um, and one of them aged like hell, bro. <laughs> He's not in any of the episodes anymore, but he came in back for like one holiday reunion episode. Mm-hmm. Whoo, mm-hmm. looking rough. Um, but anyway, so that's the Wiggles. Uh, also, I watched. Um, I think a couple episodes ago, I mentioned I was watching My Hero Academia. Um, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Came. I, I caught up on that. I get the feeling the next season is gonna be the last season, whenever it may come out. Um, I was kind of getting the feeling this past season was going to be the last one, um, because like halfway through the season, it was like the final act and I was like, okay. And then it didn't. So I was like, yo, this, this last season must just be nothing but fucking, you know what I mean? It must be like a bullet Mm -hmm. train to the end. Um, but it was really good. Um, it does this really great thing. I think the series as a whole, uh, that, it avoids one major problem with a lot of these kind of animes, which is like, you know, you think of Dragon Ball Z, and it's like, okay, uh, fucking Raditz shows up, and he's like, actually, I, f- I forgot you sent me, like, shit about this, but like... Oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah, 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 so I was, yeah, yeah the videos, I was like, back in the in-laws' house, and I was like, falling asleep, and then I was just on YouTube, and I saw him, and it's like, the villains of Raditz, and I was like, you know what, actually, because I used to watch Dragon Ball Z, but I didn't, I never watched it, like, religiously, so I was like, I'd like to get, like, a little timeline refresher. Yeah. 
And um, I, was, yeah, I was cracking up at those videos. I was like, these are pretty great. But Especially because we, we had just talked about... Well, right. the, the second one was the movie villains one about yeah. other different timelines. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He mentioned this. And like they talked about Cooler and Frieza and all those. Yeah. So, um, I was just going to say, like in Dragon Ball Z, like Raditz shows up and he's like beating everybody's ass and then Goku gets stronger. And then mm-hmm. like... He beats him. And then, like, Vegeta and Apicom and beat everybody as Goku gets strong and beat him. So, basically, like, by the time it's done, like, you've... Like, Frieza is destroying whole planets. And then it's like, but stronger than Frieza is the androids. And stronger than the androids is Cell. And stronger Cell. than Cell is Majin Buu. And stronger than Majin right. Buu is Super... And it's like, we're out of control now. Like, like what? where does this ever stop? And the thing is, in Dragon Ball Super, it's continued. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the newest series, it's just continued to get bigger and bigger. And it's like, at some point, it's like... It becomes like a joke, you know what I mean? Like Fast and Furious going into space, you know what I mean? Like right, right. It's, it's right, it, no. it, yeah, especially because it's like, oh, y- you know, you thought um, Luke oh, Luke Shaw was bad. Wait until you meet Jason Statham. He's like, oh, you thought Jason Statham was bad. Well, the real guy behind everything was uh, John Cena. Well, we thought John Cena was the real bad guy, but actually, he was actually being controlled by Jason Momoa. But Jason Momoa's behind it the whole time, and he's got you know evil henchmen wherever, right? It's always like yeah. they do. They literally do that at the beginning of the last one, Fast X. The villain from the previous one, Scott, uh, no, Scott Jansen, uh, Charlie Theron. She's got like her base with like all her goons, and he yeah. walks in and he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm you know I'm the new villain here. How's it going? Actually, and they, you know they all point their guns at him, and he's like, "Actually." Your henchmen are my henchmen. And then they just point him at her. And it's like that. It's like, oh, shit, he was actually the real villain. Yeah, you know, it's like that. It's like, <laughs> right. it just gets so goofy. And so, like, like you said, the, the power scaling gets so big that I think... You just yeah, kind of get yeah. lost. Like, exactly. nothing's right. grounded in anything anymore. Um, right. So, what this show does, because it's, it's the same kind of idea. You have your main character. He continuously gets stronger, overcomes adversity, gets stronger, blah, blah, blah. But what they do perfectly, I think, in this... Is that instead of constantly like bringing in like a new villain, boom, mm-hmm. is they've started with they started with one villain, and it's the same villain. I mean, it's it's the same villain ish, uh, the same problem, same group all the way through, and what they've done to keep like because you want to see the big fights, you want to see the action is because it's centered around, like, them being in school and learning their abilities, is it's, like, it'll start, you know, with the kid. And then before the villain ever shows up, you get a big action scene, and it's, like, their tryouts to get into the school. So it's, like, you get these cool action scenes without having to deal with, like, the big scale up, like, every single time. Like, oh, we've conquered mm-hmm. a threat, and now we're up to the new one. Like, yeah. then, you, then you see the villains for the first time, and then, like, there's... Uh, and the next big thing, there's or there's like a fight with the villains, and that's super intense. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. before you get to the villains again, there's like a big action scene fight that's cool to watch, but it's like two schools competing. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. they give mm-hmm. you really good action, but low stakes, so that way it's not just like the world's ending every five episodes. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. But you still get the enjoyment of watching like well choreographed action and stuff like that. So. Um, that, that's one of the, I think one of the best strengths of the show is that it's able to stay grounded in some sort of reality that it sets. Um, and have but, stakes and not have them be like, 
you know, in the last one, he was blowing up the, you know, the country. Now he's blowing up the continent and so right. on and so forth. Like, at a certain point, you're like, oh my God. You know, it, yeah, at a certain point, the androids show up, you know, like, I'm sure Goku's going to beat these people and somebody else is going to be waiting. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and like so the video saying really they're like, that. yeah, he keeps going. And because it's Vegeta, he got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, you know the recipe, right? Like, Vegeta's going to come mm-hmm. in, be really good for a second, and then get his shit kicked in. Be uh, cocky, so, and then, yeah, and then be get beat up. Yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, it avoids a lot of the pitfalls of those kind of things. Um, yeah. So, that's that. And then, uh, real quick, I started uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is, mm-hmm. like, two seasons long in maybe a movie. I haven't checked. Uh, I just saw it go season one, season two, season 44. And usually, mm-hmm. whenever you get a random number like that, and it said one episode, it's like a movie. So... Mm. Um, I have to check mm. to see once I get to that point. Um, uh, but it's really good. Uh, it's, there's, it's got one of the dopest fight scenes in anything I've seen on, in episode 20. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's based around like one simple, like one simple ability and it's just done so well. Um, and it's got a lot of like little comedy in it. I mean, I know most animes do, but like, but like there's a guy who's like extremely strong and like, he 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 sees this guy and he's like i need to figure out if we're going to be friends and he's like okay he's like so what's your taste of women and if you say something boring i know i won't be able to be friends with you <laughs> and the guy's like says something like you know a great personality and he's like bullshit he's like that's boring i can't be friends he's like me i like tall girls with a big ass and then like and so then then like 10 episodes later that guy and the main character meet up, and he's like, so what's your taste of women? The main character's like, look, and he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know if I have a specific taste of women. But he's like, but I guess if I did, it would probably be, like, tall girls with a big ass. And the dude's like, like, the dude looks to the skies and starts crying. <laughs> and he's like, uh-huh. like Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, that's a wild <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> and they do, like, a, uh, like, did we just become best friends? He, he <laughs> literally does that. Also, real quick, I I could not stop laughing. This one I'm watching in sub. I didn't hear the dub was bad or anything. I just, I I watched in sub because I haven't watched anything in sub in a while. And he starts calling him best friend, like you said, like literally. But the shit that's killing me is in Japanese, like the subtitle will say best friend. But the Mm -hmm. Japanese audio, like. All right, before we get to this, did I ever tell you the story about the guy who came into my work? Uh, I worked uh-uh. for like a construction place, and it's this Spanish dude, and he gave me a list of supplies in Spanish, but they were all like pretty simple. Like it was like insulation, uh-huh. and it was like insulation. Like I can, I can, I can do yes. the math. Um, right, yeah, you can sort of like it's yeah. like words that are pretty much the same. Yeah, and, and like yeah. rebar is like barria, and I'm like, I, I got it. You know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. one that was iffy, but I'd had somebody else tell me what it was. It's like uh, terneos, which I think is like screws, screws, but they don't. When they say that, they don't mean screws. They mean this other thing that they just call screws because there's no, like, translation for it. Um, mm. But anyway, so I knew that. And he handed me that list. I was like, cool. And he was like, uh, call my boss. And I was like, I got it. And, like, I typed it up. And, like, he took the he took the receipt and went out, got to the door, took, like, one step out the door, turned back, looked at me, and then just, like, said, like, half a conversation in Spanish. Like, just straight up, like... Like four sentences in Spanish, mm-hmm. and I, I just looked at him. I was like, "I got nothing." Like, <laughs> I, got, I don't speak Spanish, and he was like <laughs> devastated, and he just fucking walked out. <laughs> he didn't even try to get clarification on anything he said. He was just like, mm-hmm. "I'm He's like, oh, okay." Damn. Yeah. Anyways, but the reason I say that is because in this, they call each other best friend. It says best mm-hmm. friend on the bottom, but in Japanese, he's like, 
best friend And I'm like, I, I think I can figure out that that's the best <laughs> friend, bro. Like, there's, how is the Japanese version for best friend? Best Just friend-o. best friend with, like, a Japanese... Exactly. Yeah, it's like... Uh, well, that's, like, one of the things, right? Because, you, you know, it's... it's, it's um, I don't say like, like a cultural thing where like the word you know they're always like what's the, the German word for being sad and happy at somebody being sad you know what I'm saying yeah or you know like, I think I've mentioned on here before how Spanish doesn't have a word for awkward there is no awkward word every, every word that is awkward it's like um, sort of like a, a synonym like uh, like a, like mumbling or stumbling but there's no awkward right and so I think it's interesting that in in, in Japan it's like if you're a friend. You're, you know, all your friends are the same, but then there's like a cap. You know, you 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 can't pick favorites in Japan, right? Yeah. So it's like clearly something that got taken up. Yeah, like uh, they just don't have a phrase for that, or like they just exactly. have some other some other way that doesn't translate. Like brother, well. so they but it's just like it's decided not really... that best of friendo, and I'm like okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they 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 saw like an American movie, and they're like, well. Not really a brother, but like something just below, like your friend you hang out with the most. And it's like, well, we don't have a word for that. It was like, we'll just take theirs and you know, yeah. It's like a, we don't have a word for that, but that we should. So we'll just take yeah. theirs. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so well, I think just... you know, it's, yeah, Spanish is doing the same thing. Like we yeah. don't have a word for email. We just say email, and then <laughs> um, what's the one? Uh, like a like a check, like like a like a um, like a, like get a check or like a like a check, like you you know, when you pay somebody with. Right. We just say check. And check because yeah, there's I no guess, it throws me off because like I, I guess there's a lot of that in like the construction world I guess where like mm-hmm. there's just weird like pieces and so like they just call them what they are and so like mm-hmm. I'll just it'll be like one dude that works for us in Spanish and then a customer in Spanish so I'll just be going back and forth and I just like I don't know what they're saying but like I can figure out what I need just because I hear random words like you know what I mean like like, mm-hmm. the guy's going to be like, ah, I need some color. And, like, they'll start talking. But then I'll catch, like, a weird color that they don't really have. Like, it's not a word they use. And so, mm-hmm. like, I'll just hear, like, fucking chamois. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, let me go ahead and look at the price <laughs> of this. Like, you keep talking, but I'm sure he's going to want the price. So I just, like, start yeah. looking that up while it's there. Yeah, because um, it's not quite... Because it's, you know, there's... You know, like, my sister and I, you know... It's, also, like English up... has done that. Like, we have plenty of fucking French words that we've just decided are the words now. You yeah, the words for the thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Escargot. Yeah. Like, that's French, but we just like, mm-hmm. sure, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that works. Like, we don't have to call it the thing, because it ends up taking longer. Like, it's not quite Spanglish, because I think Spanglish is, like, end up, you do full, real Spanish phrases with full, real, like, English phrases. It's, like, just, like, Spanish taking words from English and just being like, it's easy. Because I think, like, like, uh... Almuerzo or desayuno or whatever one. We just end up saying lunch. It's just lunch. You know? <laughs> you're taking lunch. It's like you're taking the time for lunch. And it's like, you just, it just, it has just taken that word. Um, same thing with like bye. Like I would say bye to my, to my, um, like family relatives when we were younger. They'd be like, what are you saying bye? Like, what is that? And it's like, well, just say bye. Like, it's, it's, it, you know, we say adios and you say bye, but both of them are the same now. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I got you. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, best of friend though kills me every fucking time. And then also, <laughs> I literally was watching the episode before my kids got home, and I they're doing this like full big explanation of this like very important dude's abilities. And then he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, so it's like we can't. It would be cool if he turned into Metal Greymon, but he, if he turns into Skull Greymon, that's bad. So we just got to turn him back to Coromon. I was like, these motherfuckers <laughs> are doing Digimon references. I gotta send this to everyone. <laughs> 
Uh, oh god, that shit killed me. Um, uh, there is no Pentagon that is, there is currently in danger of being nuked, though. So that's uh, <laughs> and there was no ska music in the clip, as you heard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm, I just mm. finished the first season. The episode twenty is in the first season. I, it looks like there's twenty four a season, but and there's good fight scenes before. But that episode twenty fight scene, even if like, even if we have no other context of the show, like. Mm-hmm. I I still think that would be a cool thing to watch, just because I think it's it's a basic idea. It's done super well and choreographed like amazingly. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. and yeah. this is really mm-hmm. stupid, but like they did they did a thing that like explains they give a reason for like a common show trope and device, and they just give mm-hmm. an explanation for it in universe that makes it like not as weird. And the idea is that like. If you and someone are fighting, like, based on, like, all this other ability and shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, all the powers that are unique to that universe. The idea is that, like, you can create, like, you're, you're subconsciously or, like, through universally, you know what I mean? Like, uh, things that aren't necessarily, like, in agreement, um, but, like, just part of nature is that, like, when you're talking to someone, you're, like, making a pact Mm-hmm. between you and them so if you're fighting someone like you're making a pact and it's like yeah. part of their explanation is that like so the guy's learning a new move and he's like and like you don't have to say the name of the move and the guy's like okay he's like but if you do say the name of the move you're making a pact with your opponent that they know what you're going to do and it makes your move stronger because like you've you've made that pact with them that they now know what it is and they're like also like you you don't have to explain the how your ability works but like if you do it makes it stronger because now they know and you've made that like pact of like putting all the information on the table. And it's, it's, it's like a really weird, and it makes more sense. Like as you see it in context of the show, but I was just mm-hmm. like, they took the time to like come up with a reason why people say their move and explain it in the middle of the fight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Uh, you put a little thought into it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's exciting the rules a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, you die in the dream, you die in the rule because you are too fucked up. It's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. I'll take and, it. Like, sure. In that episode 20 fight, it's great because like, it's a simple ability, but there's like slight levels to it. And so he tells him the ability and he's like, Oh, but I can do this. And so like, it's a little stronger and he's like, but it's not just that it's this. And then it gets a little bit stronger. And the guy's like constantly trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, so it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, anyways, Jujutsu Kaisen episode 20 is dope to watch period. Uh, but outside of that, like, I still think it's really good. Nice. So yeah. All right. And, uh, you had one more thing you watched, correct? Yeah, two more. Uh, two which more. is a quick show. Um, one of them is uh, Scavenger's Reign, which is an animated show. I don't think I've talked about it in here before, or maybe I've mentioned it. Right? I think I mentioned maybe. it was like a Miyazaki movie. Oh, um, no. but um, so this is like a, it's an animated show on uh, Max. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, did. Oh, you did. You did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, I finished it up. Great show. Cannot recommend it enough. Loved it. Um, I couldn't remember if I mentioned it here or not, so I wanted to bring it up again because it is, you know, um, one of the best shows of the year, and I'll probably be talking about it here in a little bit, but cannot recommend it enough. If you have HBO Max, watch it. It's only, I think it's 12 episodes, but they're all like 26 minutes each. Great stuff. Um, I finished that up, and I think I, I started to watch it with Sydney, and so I was like, hey, kind of like with Primal, where I was like, hey, I know this looks weird, but I promise you'll like it. So, you know, and it's always surprising the stuff that sort of sometimes uh, clicks with her and, and sometimes doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Scavenger's Reign on HBO Max. Um, I'm sure they'll have a second season. It's been pretty, cle- a pretty uh, critically acclaimed okay. um, the last few weeks. 
And then the uh, the final sh- thing I have is the movie Poor Things by Yorgos Lanthimos. He did The Favorite a few years ago. He did uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, Dog Tooth, a bunch of like smaller uh, indie movies. I think his biggest one probably is The Favorite, that one Best Actress, and it was nominated for a bunch of other Oscars. Okay. Um, and so this is a movie starring Emma Stone, okay. Willem Dafoe, uh, Rami Youssef, and Mark Ruffalo, and a couple, couple of other actors um, in the movie. Uh, but it's basically sort of like a like a twisted retelling of Frankenstein, where Willem Dafoe plays this like deformed scientist who finds the the body of a, a um, of a woman and puts. I don't think I think I'm sure I think it's in the trailer because it happens pretty early on. But he, she's pregnant and she, she uh, decides to um, kill herself, and so she he finds the body and he's like a mad scientist and he's like, well you know, I'm a crazy scientist. And so he he takes the brain of the baby and puts it in the dead mom and reanimates the corpse, right? So it's like Frankenstein. And the movie's basically like what happens, you know, when you see somebody... And and, and the the brain grows, uh, you know, accelerated rate, right? So, you know, she's a baby, but then she has like a a little toddler and then it's like a child and then it's like a teenager and then it becomes like a woman and then by the end, you know, she's like a a woman woman in the body of her mom, which is kind of crazy. And so the movie is wild. It's it's crazy. Um, But it also, it looks incredible. You have these massive sets where the the movie, I mean, it's not like real world. It's like a fantastical, like London and Paris and Lisbon and and all these other places. But it Mm -hmm. it looks kind of like... um, how can I say? Like a Miyazaki movie brought to life in the design-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, I guess, kind of also in themes a little bit. Except extremely, like, twisted. Like, like extremely, like, R-rated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, um, the movie's great. Um, Emma Stone's performance is incredible. Like, I, I was telling a friend as we came out of the movie yesterday, I was like, I, I loved that the movie, from scene to scene, you go... You can't tell the difference that she's getting older or like getting um, more intelligent. But mm-hmm. then if you go, oh yeah, five minutes ago she was using her first name like in the third person. Now she's saying I. So it's like little things like that that the screenplay and that she brings to the performance that really uh, bring yeah. it to life. Um, and then, uh, but the, for me, well, the whole, my favorite part. I like the whole movie as a whole, but one part that really stuck out was Mark Ruffalo putting in the most insane performance that he's ever done like he's yeah, he's he's like good way he is hamming it up he's like chewing the scenery he is so funny he becomes like a guy who like becomes infatuated with her and then um decides to sort of run away with her but then he's stuck with her as she like you know becomes more curious and more um sort of rebellious in teenage years and stuff um basically the movie's poor things it should be nominated for a bunch of oscars i think at least picture um, definitely adapted screenplay. Emma Stone is a lock for a nomination. Okay. Um, I think in terms of a win, I think it's pretty much just her and Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon. They're like, it's like one and two. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, William Defoe and Mark Ruffalo, you know, basically like a bunch of like technical ones in the score and stuff. But I really liked it. I think it's, it's, it, it took a little bit of getting used to, uh, because early on we went to see it in Sydney. I had just told her, I was like, it was critically acclaimed, you know, come see it. You know, you don't have to read the plot. It's not scary. And then, like, 20 minutes in, she's like, this is really weird. I kind of wish I hadn't come to this. But then, as the movie goes on, I think it it sort of uh, takes on a much uh, warmer, less weird uh, tone 
to it that right. I think by the end she was like she 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 gave it like a three and a half out of five. Um, and I was a little bit uh, warmer on it, but still, I think if the movie had been that sort of same cold movie from the first twenty minutes, she probably would have been like that movie was awful, it was terrible. But she said she liked it more than she thought she would, at least you know early on in the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely. It sounds interesting at the very least. Uh, yeah. So. No. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And yeah. And like I said, I think it'll be a big player when the Oscar nominations come out in uh, two, uh, three weeks. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So uh, now that we finished with uh, what we've been, you know, catching up on recently, uh, mm-hmm. it's the as of the time of recording, it's January third. The year just ended. So uh, as usual, we'll go through our twenty twenty three. Um, favorites uh, for for the past year. Um, so, do you want to start on this one? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'd be like um, much more like sort of ping pongy, less less yeah. structured. I know in the past we've done like a top ten or like top yeah. five, like specifically, but just like sort of being like, oh, I like this movie, I like this song, I like this album, I like you know, I like this uh, comedy special, this mm-hmm. commercial, even or like you know, or like oh, the best fo- the best game, the best moment I had this year was you know, a football game where I was losing my mind or this or that, right? So, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can start with movies, and I, I I kept like this was the first year where I in my notes. I kept, um, so, so in the past, I usually just kind of went along and just kind of watched movies and I could remember which ones I watched, but this was the first year where I, I specifically at the start of last year started a note in my phone where I would write down every movie that I'd seen in theaters, 2023 movie in theaters, um, not rewatching old ones, but just new ones. And so, and because of that, I, this year, like yesterday, Sydney and I told me, we were like, so you're telling me the matrix isn't going to make your list this year. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, but not just that, but it's also, I'm always like. Oh, but I also watched Independence Day again, and I watched Die Hard again, right? And so, like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, you know, I watched this number of movies, but I also watched other ones that it was just rewatches, or maybe I watched certain movies, you know, multiple times. So I told her I was like, we have to get on Letterboxd, you know, the app with yeah. the movies and stuff. And so we're gonna try and keep, you know, log of that. That way, at the end, it's much easier for me to be like, oh, dude, you know, you know what I rewatched this year? I rewatched. Uh, this oh, uh, but like Possessor was one. It was a horror movie I'd never seen before. It's from like two or three years ago that. I think I probably, like, I'm just going to forget about because I'm not going to see it on my list. Right. But, right. So, um, but, um, anybody ready? But anyway, so this year, or 2023, I mean, I watched, do you want to guess how many movies I watched in theaters? Fuck, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. Shot in the dark. All right, hold on. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to say 120. Oh, no, 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 not that many. Okay, Half. I watched 60 to 1. Okay, all right, so just so you know, my logic was, I was like, I feel like every time, oh, you know what, I probably could have, I could have got it, like, much closer. I was like, I feel like every time we record, he's watched, like, two or three movies. So I did 52 times, like, two, but then I was like, Mm -hmm. then just now, I was like, oh, we record every other week. So if I'd have done, like, 26 (laughs) times two, I'd have been at Uh 52, which would have been much closer. Okay, so my logic was good, it's just my math got fucked, Uh so. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I had sixty-one. It was sixty-one movies this year. Pretty much one a, one a week. Maybe oh no, one one point two a week or something like yeah. that. Some of, some weeks I saw it too. Um, and again, this doesn't count like old movies. Like I went to see um, movies that I go to, like uh, that movie with the uh, the women, Thelma and Louise at the Alamo, right? Or Die Hard and Dolby. And so that's why I wanted to get on Letterbox to track them more uh, or track them uh, do a better job of tracking them in twenty twenty four. But anyway, so just um, I think my favorite movie of the year. Um, 
It's close. I still haven't seen the Iron Claw, the one with the Zac Efron and the wrestling one. So I'm gonna wait for that one before I, you know, sort of go. This is my top movies of the year. But I really liked um, Oppenheimer. I, I, I think that's probably my number one. Um, I think I re. It wasn't for a bit. It was. Uh, I forget what. I wasn't really keeping them in a list, but. I, I was just like, I really liked it. I think I gave it a four and a half. It might have been bumped up when I bought the 4K and I watched it at home where I sort of had it playing while I did something. And, you know, I, I, you know, I was kind of keeping track. And I was like, wow. You know, the, the, the performances and the screenplay and just everything comes together so well. Um, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was the last episode where he talks about, you know, how he does, like, the hydrogen disc- hydrogen bomb discussion, right? It goes from one scene talking about it to the other scene talking about it to the other one, and it just flows, and it makes perfect sense. And right. um, I definitely think it's his tightest screenplay, especially because if you watch something like um, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. even though it's classic, and I do love it, some scenes just kind of end, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's been fixed here. Where you know, I never go, wait, they were just talking about that, and it's like, no, this goes with this, goes with that, goes with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think Oppenheimer's probably my number one uh, movie of the year of, of 2023. Okay. Yeah. I, I also agree. Um, I haven't seen nearly, uh, as many movies. Um, but out of the ones I have seen like that, that's still probably the, the best movie of the year for me. Um, I said it before, but like, it's a movie about events that I already knew. And like, mm-hmm. I, I was like on the edge of my seat. Like I had no idea what was going to happen. And it moves super fast um, without losing anything and without feeling um, shallow. And right. it, that's that's like a, a hard thing to pull off on its own. But then to also do it about like a very well-known subject matter. Yeah. Because like, I, it's Christopher Nolan, so I was interested. But I was like, Oppenheimer, like, I, I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know what the nuclear bomb is, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm iffy about it. But then like in... What made me finally, or not finally, but the thing that immediately, it was like, Christopher Nolan is going to know that most people already know. So, like, there's, he's going to he's gonna have to know to film it in a way that's not just, like, telling events that people already know happen. Right. Um, exactly. Because so. that could be very boring, and it's also the subject matter could be very dense. And right. to be able to explain those things, you know, in a, in a very simple manner without being... Too confusing. Although I will say, I think the movie does benefit from repeated viewings because there are little things that I think on a first viewing you just will not catch. Right? Like certain people will be like, "That was the guy who was the spy," but you know the movie does doesn't it doesn't overplay its hand in being too showy and just be like, "That's the guy's the spy" because they won't like zoom in on him looking nefarious, right? Because that's not how people act. But it's also I think on the first time I was like, there was a spy there. I was like, wait, who was it? And then rewatching, I'm like, oh, oh, the movie actually does kind of tip its hat to it, but not enough for me to be like, that's the guy, that's that's, that's the spy, right? Right. Um but uh but yeah yeah I excellent movie. I th- I do think I, I think it's a it's pretty much a lock for best director. I don't think picture yet. It, definitely nominations. I I think it's gonna be nominated for like twelve or thirteen or some shit. Um, but I think for, for, definitely for director, I think he's, he, I think he's like as locked as anybody has ever been locked to win. Um, but, uh, yeah. Do you have a, do you have another, uh, favorite? I, I was just going to do like, um, biggest surprises, but we can stick with favorites right now. If you have another one that you really uh, liked that you were like, damn, that was close. Super, off. super into cocaine bear. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the dead reckoning was great. Um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one's definitely up there for me. Uh, and there's others that I'm sure 
would be up there, but like I just never got around to watching. Uh, so like I never ended up seeing Across the Spider Verse, and I'm sure that was great. Everyone said it's great, and it's I mm. love the first one. So that I probably you know what I mean. I probably would like it. it'd probably be up there. Um, mm. God, uh, what was the other one I was thinking that about um, when I was looking? Shit. Uh, oh, Barbie, I wanted to see and never, didn't end up seeing. Um, Guardians mm. of the Galaxy 3, same thing. Um, 3, right? Yeah. One, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few movies that I'm sure would be up there. I just didn't get around to, to seeing. But um, nice. Oppenheimer, Dead Reckoning. Um, I'm sure there's a couple others I've watched. But also, because I don't watch many movies... Sometimes oh, the boy and the heron, uh, but like mm-hmm. because I don't watch many movies, I I'm sure a lot of them are like not 2023 movies. You know what I mean? Like I don't watch many, yeah. But even when I do watch them, it's I'm probably mixing in older movies, um, yeah, because they're we, the ones I missed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's why also like I said, that's why I want to keep track on the letterbox issue mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like you know I have this list that every, every time I go to the movies, I just you know, after I as I got out, I'd be like I'd add like elemental. Talk to me. Like, at the bottom of the... Like, just, like, a long notepad with a bunch of numbers. But I didn't do that with... Like I said, movies like Possessor, Thumb and Louise, which I loved. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that I saw uh, earlier this year. Or some rewatches. Like, I rewatched. um... I guess Die Hard, right? You know, exactly. Like, I can't even remember the ones that I've watched, right? And so, um... I rewatched Like, Aquaman. That was a night... Yeah, exactly. I rewatched Aquaman a couple weeks ago because I wasn't going to see the second one, but then I ended up not going. But that was a fun movie. And it's one of those things where I was like, I'd liked... I would have liked to have talked about it on here or whatever, you know, but I didn't get a chance to because I kind of forgot about it until literally right now. Also, you saw saw a bunch of the older Miyazaki movies, right? Right, exactly. Yes, exactly. For Ghibli Fest this week. Yeah, exactly. Like, Kiki's. I loved Kiki's, but I... You know, it's on the list, so I forgot about it. But that's one of my favorites of this year, but not of, like, you know, 2023. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Oppenheimer, I loved Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, the Holdovers is kind of like my, my, um, my little engine that could movie this mm-hmm. year. So I'm like, I'm, I'm telling everybody about it to go to watch it. It's on Peacock now. And I'm like, anytime it gets nominated for, you know, for an award, I'm like, come on, you can do it. Especially because I feel like, you know, Oppenheimer's the big one. And so is Barbie, you know, they're getting all the awards, you know, pushing for them. Um, but I would like for, for the holdovers to get, you know, some love at the Oscars. In, to a, to a lesser degree than that, in that it is like, it was a little more acclaimed and less of like the little engine, right? Um, mm. last year for me was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was last year, was, uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. Like, it was yeah, in the talks, uh, it's but the same. it was like yes, very yes. clearly like the Yeah, it wasn't. One. It was going to be a Exactly, everything everywhere. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that, you know, it, it breaks through. I would love for him to get Best Actor. Um, just because, I you know, Oppenheimer's going to win everything else. And so it would be cool to just get, like, you know, be like, it doesn't, just because one, and, and I know the Oscars have changed their voting and they do a much better job of spreading the love now because, you know, 20 years ago, one movie would win all of them because of the way the voting was set up. So now it's much more spread out. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that, you know, everybody gets a little bit, um, you know, sort of spread out from, from the Oscars. But, uh, yeah, there's just some other ones, of course, you know, like you said, Dead Reckoning, love that one. Poor Things is up there. Um... In terms of most surprising, I have, I have three, I just kind of looking at my list, I have three that I think I watched and I was like, wow, that was like really, really good. And I'm surprised and, and I'm, I'm hoping more people see them. Um, one is the, 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 the kids movie, um, not kids movie, it's a family movie. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. I thought that was a delightful surprise early last year. That was great. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That one was awesome. And I think that one's on 
Paramount? Some streaming service now, and I think your kids would love it. I think it's awesome. It's really, really good. And I also really liked... Fuck, I lost the third one. I had it. Um, Damn. I had a third one ready. Oh, Talk to Me. The horror movie, Talk to Me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think that was one where, you know, I, there's a couple horror movies coming out now. Like, there's one called, like, um, Night Swim. Or Night... Yeah, yeah, about, like, pools. And then there's one called, like, Imaginary... About like an imaginary friend that's evil and stuff, and you see the trailers, and it's the same kind of trailer as Talk to Me, and so you go, well, <laughs> horror trailers are so hard to judge, but if it's good, then I'd go see it. But that one was one that has stuck with me, and I really, really liked, um, and that was a pleasant surprise. Is there anything that you watched or like a, a movie that you were like, yeah, that actually was better than I thought? Like, would it be one, right, maybe so, a movie that your kids had watched? All right, so uh, I'm trying to think. What did we watch? Um, we watched the Super Mario movie, which wasn't really, like, that was kind of as expected, right? Like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't uh, crazy about it, but it wasn't bad. Um, I I can tell you, as as I'm just looking at a list of movies that came out, um, one of them that I'm going to say is a, like, a surprise movie for me. And uh, specifically, I mean, like, less, uh, like, less that it was really good. But, like, this one, like, had the chance to be, like, and I kind of assumed it was going to be god-awful, but mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to watch it anyways, and it was, like, okay, which was a big surprise, you know what I mean? Like, I I just kind of assumed it was going to be very bad. Uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that White Men Can't Jump movie <laughs> that, there was oh, yeah. that came out, it was, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's. I'm not saying go watch it, uh, but, like, as someone who just watched it off of the strength of the original and, like, just because... I don't know, I just felt obligated to. Um, mm. It really wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, it's not good, but it's not bad. And so, Especially like, it could have been just, like, an easy cash grab. Right. Just, like, a Also, you got, like, Jack Harlow. Movie. You know what I mean? Like, that, that could yeah. very easily have just been, like, we found a white guy that's popular and just put him in and it's awful and, you know, but some people are going to watch it. Right. Um, but it, it, it wasn't bad. Uh, so that's going to nice. be my surprise because I thought it nice. was going to be bad. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my surprise movie for this year. I'm trying to think of other movies my kids watched. I don't know what kids movies came out this year because as you know, children have a tendency to just watch the same movie over and over Over and over, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is that there weren't that many like in, in theaters, you know, I know there was, um, the Mario Bros. Wasn't there? I think there was like a Minions movie. Um, I think maybe, am I wrong? Um, Elemental, the Disney one, but that's like it in terms of my list. Because I try to go. I, I mean, I don't mind watching, you know, kids' movies in theaters if they're good, right? Like, uh, like Elemental or like the Super Mario Bros. Or, mm-hmm. um, but that's all the only ones I have on my list. The Little Mermaid, but you know, that one was oh, just okay. And yeah, I'm looking at a list of like Damn. the, but top yeah, 10 kids oh, uh, Spider Spider Verse, really... of course. But that, but that's like for everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say that I've seen that pop up, and I'm like, ah, like. I... Watching the first one, I wouldn't go, wow, this is a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, looking at, like, the list of the top ten ones, I mean, there's really... I didn't see most of these. Um, the only one that I probably wish I would have seen uh, that I didn't is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Um, just because mm-hmm. I heard that's good, and I I, I know... like it, That subject is interesting because I know what they are. Um but yeah, so so I can't really think of anything else that's been a big surprise for me. Uh, like 
because I don't watch many, I generally only try to watch the ones that are getting, like, you know what I mean? That, like, I know are going to be good. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. want to waste, waste money, one yeah. of my trips out there to the theater to see something that's not uh, going to be good. Um, but, yeah, so that that's all I got for, for uh, that kind of idea, like the surprise. Cool. Um, cool, cool. Um, so, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, just like you know, moving on to, to TV, and I know you and I. I mean, Succession is probably my favorite season of TV. I really like that. Um, was that this year? How to with John Wilson? Mm-hmm. Oh, Succession. Yeah, yeah, it was back like April, April through like Mayish. God, that feels like forever ago to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was good, but that feels like a thing that happened a long time ago. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Succession, well, we, you know, we did the double Succession, Barry, that was also this year, oh, yeah. 2023, right. so I like those two, the last um, of the Bear season two, yeah, The Last of Us, right, that was, like, right at the start of the year, yeah, January, that was a good one, um, I'm trying to think, yeah, probably biggest surprise, yeah, I, you know, Wretched Gemstones, um, which one, Primal, we, you know, you and I watched Primal, mm-hmm. although I think that was in 2023, but that's probably the best show, yeah. one of the best ones that I've watched, you know, that wasn't. You know, I didn't already come out. Um, right. Biggest surprise um, in terms of you know TV. I, I um, the the bear the bear season two being great. I think mm-hmm. that was an awesome. That was that was like a nice surprise, especially because the first one's just you know it's really great. But then you always anticipate a sequel being. I mean that was fine. I mean, like yeah, I did its thing. It's just more of the same, right? And that was a nice little that was a nice expansion of that. Um, I'm trying to look at what else. I really uh, nice surprise. There was a show called Shrinking that I think I talked about on here uh, about, um, yeah, the Jason Siegel show. That was a nice little surprise, a nice little, like, hangout show. Sydney loved it, and she, like, she, oh. she like, loved it way more than I did. But it's, it's like, you know, just people hanging out, you know, I, the therapist. I didn't watch it. And they're trying it. to make everybody better. And I wasn't super, like, it wasn't super intriguing to me. I saw a mm-hmm. clip on Twitter the other day. I don't remember exactly what it was. But I looked up what it came from, and it was from that show. And it was like, it was like some woman, it was like two white women, maybe, and like one guy, and like, they're like, uh, no, he's okay in this area, he owns something. And then like, Jason Siegel's there, and he's talking to him, and then I feel like a guy drives up, and he's like, Hey, so and so, and she's like, "No, nah, we hate him." He's like, "Yeah, fuck off, Karen." <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Buddy? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, the guy's husband. Yeah. I think, right? Because he's like, they always like, she's always like, "Shut up, Dan." He's like, "All right, honey, see you back home." Kind of <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Karen," and she's like, "No, nah, we hate Karen." He's like, "Yeah, fuck off, Karen." But yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a good show. If you have Apple, if you end up having Apple TV Plus, that's a nice little like. You know, take it easy. You mm-hmm. know, the, the stakes. I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, there are stakes, right? It's like family strife, but it's, you know, nobody's getting fired, nobody's getting killed. You know, you care about these characters, you want them to do well, and you just go, wow. They just, yeah, oh, God, they said some funny things, man. That Jason Siegel, yeah, he cracks me up. <laughs> not like some, not like some, not like some like, sh- like shitty sugar shit, but like on like just like normal human nice interactions kind of right like ted lasso but not as saccharine um so um tv i'm trying to look up uh disappointments or anything that i was just kind of like eh. um i guess loki season two i thought it was just fine um like, that's what i would before. have watched but i heard people being kind of like yeah about it and i was like all right taking it off the yeah. list i ain't got time for it <laughs> yeah it wasn't bad like i said you know we talked about it, i think the last episode of the one before it but it was like it was not bad but it's just like 
it just got it just weighed down with all this mumbo jumbo and and science stuff and I it was funny because I was like that's it just got bogged down. I think they did an honest trailer for it and they were like they just went on and on about all the the, the mechanisms and the this and that. And I'm just like oh god, how did we get here? But anyways, that was a, that was a little bit. Of, I mean, it's fine. It's disappointing because it could have been great and it could have steered you know corrected the ship, but it didn't. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's TV and, um, movies. Um, in terms of music, I actually, this was a rough year. Cause I think I was like, I don't know if, if I just didn't listen to music as much or maybe I was just listening to podcasts too much, but I don't really have that many like albums that I loved. I think the only album, like, you know, there's songs that came out that I liked, mm-hmm. but I think the only album that I can look back and be like, wow, that's an awesome album. I'm glad I have it on vinyl. It's probably just like Olivia Rodrigo's guts. That one mm-hmm. I thought was great. Um, but I think this year was a lot of like I'm looking at my um, Apple Music like the the replay the the Spotify rap thing, mm-hmm. and most of the songs are like stuff from last year, like uh, the Weekends album from last year, Beyonce's album from last year, Phoenix's album from last year. I mean, there's even shit here from 2020, like a bunch of Dua Lipa songs from 2020. Um, <laughs> Skeletons by Travis Scott is one of the biggest songs that I listened to this year from like what 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Travis one... Scott, his, his yeah. Utopia is probably. My album of the year, if I had to take a guess, which is wild. I never thought that would be. I never <laughs> thought I'd be out here saying a Travis Scott album is is my favorite album of the year, uh, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> so exactly, yeah, and that's how I feel too about you know I'm like Olivia Rodrigo, like you know what with 2024 now or I guess 24 you know, for 2023, you know 2015 I would have been like well it would have been like a Kendrick album or a, you know or a Kanye West album, but it's like no it's 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 a it's a pop rock song or a album by. 20 year old that is the best album or my favorite album of the year um but uh yeah do you have any other albums or songs that you were like that was a good song or like i, I found myself uh so other like, than the wiggles <laughs> other than the wiggles right hey don't don't be sleeping on the wiggles um <laughs> let's see uh you talked about uh you you were pretty high on uh scarlet yes yeah oh yeah that's another one yeah i, I really like that album i wasn't as high <laughs> or like i really liked half of the songs I really, really liked, and then half I was like, eh. Yeah, so I wasn't crazy about it, but I was, like, pleasantly surprised at a couple of them because they, they really were better than I would have expected because I, I'm, it's not like I'm... I'm not out here... Uh, uh, when when Doja Cat releases a new album, it doesn't pop up on my, like, hey, you should check this out. Like, it, it's just, you know, it's not... It's not my... Uh, my algorithm is never going to suggest that. Uh, so, like yeah. going out of out of my way uh, to catch that, I'm, uh, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised on a few of those. Um, nice, nice, nice. And then, um, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. No, I'm trying. To, yeah, so that's yeah, that's albums and music. You know, I used to be able to. I was looking at my list and I get the Facebook notifications about you know in the, this year you posted this or that. In 2016, I was like a like a murderer's row of songs, just like bang, bang, bang. And then now I was like, I can't even. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I feel like well, I feel like I'm doing a better job of keeping up with music than some friends because I know I know some some who are just like I just listen strictly to podcasts now. Like there's like I the idea of a new song to me is just like I don't get a chance to listen to any of them so i was like you know at least i keep up with some of it but i do feel you know like i, I said eight I, years ago i keep up with them uh almost by necessity which is that like uh 
my car doesn't doesn't have like Bluetooth, so like I do listen to the radio, and so I hear it. And uh, but boy, I'm fucking. I don't know if I'm just old guy or music sucks, bro. I don't know. It's it's like <laughs> there's a lot of shit I'm listening. To. I'm like, man, I just cannot believe people enjoy this. But like, I'm not. I'm not trying to be old guy on my lawn, on my lawn. Like, get these fucking kids out of here. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I just I listen to it. and I'm like, this is not ideal. But the things that like. Like, I think a lot of new music's bad, but then, like, Utopia comes out, and everybody thinks it's good, and I also think it's good. So I feel like, in my head, I'm like, that other shit is bad. Because the shit that they think is great, I also think is great. It's just the shit they think is okay, I think is trash. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Um, I just found my old old, uh, top ten list from 2016. That was the first year I did it, and this is the first year, 2023 is the first year I didn't do one, just because I didn't have enough songs that I, mm -hmm. that one from previous years. But, like, the first one... It was Love Drought by Beyonce, but then there's like Black Beatles, Controla, IB by Frank Ocean, Goosebumps by Travis Scott, you know, that part with Schoolboy Q, mm-hmm. right? There's an Ariana Grande song called Dangerous Woman. Uh, Broccoli, remember that song? Broccoli mm-hmm. with Little Yachty. So like, it, it's like all these songs that, you know, 2016 would have been like uh, you know, One Dance and all these other ones, right? There's a, like 10 Rihanna songs I can think of from that year. There's like 20 Beyonce songs I can think about from that year. Right. But then now it's like, I don't know, uh, Ariana Grande and... <laughs> this and, and you know and like they you know one drake song i like the first person shooter song but i didn't love it or um i love modern jam that's one that i keep listening to yeah. from from utopia but you know oh, i just also, um also this is cheating well it's it's cheating and it's not uh but albums uh this is the cheating part uh call me if you get lost the estate sale uh <laughs> and that's i mean it's technically they technically. they added like four songs to therefore a whole new album but uh mm-hmm. So, anyways, that part's cheating. Uh, but as far as songs, though, now that I looked and saw that they, that was this year, um, out of the songs he added, like uh, "Stuntman" and "Sorry Not Sorry," and and I think "Dog Tooth" is pretty good too. But more more "Stuntman" and uh, "Sorry Not Sorry" are like incredible to me, and those those definitely made uh, made my rotation um, for this year. Yeah. Um... I, I was talking to a friend about vinyls because I got a bunch of vinyls over Christmas break mm-hmm. um, from either Christmas or my birthday or some mixture from, from family and friends and stuff. And um, it was all albums. So, so I told him, I was like, you know, at this point in my vinyldom, you know, when I first started you know, almost five years ago, the first year, two years was just like albums that I knew front to back. You know, I, they were, I knew them by heart, right? Mm-hmm. Twisted Fantasy, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I'm trying to think, um, like, uh, the Strokes album, you know, a couple albums that are pretty much just like, uh, uh, Rihanna's anti, you know, once where I know every single song inside and out. Mm-hmm. And then two years after that, the two years after that, it was like albums where I knew like maybe two or three or four songs and then the, getting the vinyl helped me get into the rest of it. So like Lord's Melodrama, Lord's, um, Pure Heroine, Mm-hmm. Um, some Ariana Grande ones, but then now I'm like straight up just buying an album, kind of blind, right? Being like, mm-hmm. you know, like like somebody got me um, Lady Gaga's Born This Way, which I think I only know like one song on it, maybe. But now it's like, you know, I'm have, having to learn the songs around it. So I feel like it's like it's like that. Where like, is it back then? I just had more time to listen to more music, and that's why I knew them. Or is it like? That now I'm just like listening to podcasts, and I'm just like I'd rather just listen to a podcast, and then if I get a chance to, I'll listen to music. But it's like I don't give it the same effort I used to 
Yeah. Now I just go the same. Like I said, you know, most of my top songs on my the Spotify rap are just songs that came out, you know, last year, the year before, 2020, and so on. Also, I mean, like, man, it just seems like... Like you said, all right, maybe it's just I'm not spending enough time, like, listening to it, right? But... Can, like, so, you know... As I'm younger, like... New albums are coming out, and I'm like, oh, it's the new, and this one's going to be a, a continuous, uh, even current still, but it's like, there's a new Drake album coming out, and then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a new Kanye album coming out, There's which is also true, but that we know that's different, um, because mm-hmm. he died in a tragic hang gliding accident, <laughs> um, but like, uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, it just like... The artists themselves, as Rihanna, like, you know what I mean? As they're putting out music, I'm, like, way more interested in it because I know that I can trust that um, that artist. Whereas now, like, new albums come out, and I'm like, the Travis Scott one, I was like, all right, I'll listen to it. Um, West Side Gun came out, I was like, all right, I'll listen to that. But then mm-hmm. it's like, a bunch of these other dudes, like, I had, I, I'm not going to waste my time on somebody that, like, they're big single I've heard and I don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't feel... Somebody posted this on Twitter. It's like... It feels like there is this... This sort of... We're in like this this gap period where... You know, there was... I, know, I feel like there wasn't ever this gap before where, you know, you can sort of bubble these sort of eras in terms of... Not just hip-hop. I guess hip-hop artists for the most part, but then just general acts... I guess, speaking of, of sort of thing in, in the hip-hop world, you know, it's like, you can sort of go, like, 50 Cent, and then from there it goes, like, Kanye West, and it sort of bubbles, like, Lil Wayne, and then, you know, you can sort of see Kanye West coming back, and J. Cole, and Drake, right. and, you know, you can see, you can, you can, every year you can at least mention, you sort of go, Drake, and you go, oh, 20, let's say 2011 through 2015, right, and then you just kind of keep going, whereas from, like, 2018, well, I guess, yeah, Travis Scott was, like, the last one, but from 2018 onward... There really isn't that sort of like who next man up, like who's gonna be the next guy to not just make the same fucking music every time, but to actually like reinvent and add something to it, right? Like who's right. the next Kendrick Lamar? Who's who's taking the, the mantle and not just being a bozo on Twitter and putting the same you know, saying something dumb. Like I think Lil Yachty I think he said they said that he had a good album, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But then he's just like, so, Oh, right, you think they may have said he had a good album, but I know people were talking about that fucking song with J. Cole. They're like, This shit's great. And maybe J. Cole's verse was great, but I couldn't get to it. Because Lil Yachty's part was fucking awful, bro. That that whole song was <laughs> dog shit. And if you're telling me that's the song that people got hype over, and then you're telling me his album's good, nah, dog. I'm good on that. I bet that thing right. sounds like dog shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, who who is that next? You know, because I think they had a picture of Drake, Kanye, and... Not Drake, Kanye. Uh, Drake, um, Kendrick, and uh, J. Cole. And like, who's the next one up? Right? Who's, who's next up? And they... like. They haven't, um, you know, th- th- there is no, no no sign that it is going to be somebody, you know? Right, yeah, it's, so we talked about, like, we've talked about it multiple times, but, like, the idea of streaming versus, like, labels dictating everything and, uh, you know, versus, like, album sales and shit like that, and, you know, mm. the benefit to all of that was that, like, you may come across people you never would have heard otherwise, which is mm-hmm, which is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on that same vein, 
it is so much. I feel like it's so much harder to stay relevant for any length of time um, because no, people yes, will just move yes. on to the next person. Like, and, and then also like it changes what music needs to be for you to be like, man. So Kanye didn't put out what was the time period? What was the time period between what eight oh eight and uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? It was like two thousand eight to two thousand ten. Right, that's two years you didn't hear from this man at all, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember before it was coming out, I remember hearing like Connie's in Hawaii with all these producers and fucking I think it was Hawaii, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and like doing a retreat and putting together this album. And the whole time I was hyped to shit for it with literally zero info, um, and like because of the way it all works now, like I don't think you can just disappear for two years. And then mm-hmm. just be like, I've been working on this project. Like, the right. answer is you have to put out, like, four or five songs that aren't just good, but, like, catchy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying good songs aren't catchy or that catchy songs aren't good. But, like, I think you have to put the prioritization on, like, this has to be something that people will fucking use on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like... Or oh, people yeah. will make short clips with because it's got this kind of beat drop or a line. And so, like, I think right. maybe your greater projects or, like, the, you know, the whole being greater than the sum of all parts. I think some of that gets lost because you're just trying to stay relevant. Um, you know, you're trying to be Digimon mm-hmm. in the year 2023, which is that <laughs> you're in the Zeitgeist in Japan and also the Different Animals podcast. Um, but <laughs> but like, I just feel like because of that, you get like, I mean, like, man, if I had to take a guess, I feel like like new artists that are like relevant for more than one song release. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, actually, here's a good example. This person's fucking awful but i feel like they've put out three songs that are on the radio non-stop and like in like two or three months which is sexy red i think all of her shit's awful um Mm -hmm. but like she just puts out stuff that's like moderately catchy and that's more important than like the quality of it um and and so she's just been around and you used to be able to find like a like you said like a balance and i think it's sort of the same reason that something, you know, I think streaming has changed that. Because before, you know, when you had to push an album, people had to go buy it. And not only did they have to go buy it, but you'd have to have, you know, like, ready now, January. You would put out a single now, album comes out in February, it goes big, and then you have a follow-up single two months later. And you pretty much, I mean, Dua Lipa is the last one that I can think keep did this. But I think COVID helped because there wasn't that much other music. But one album had, like, five or six singles. That you would carry for like a year and a half sometimes, right? Right. Like we, I think I've talked about here before about Katy Perry's Teenage Dream from 2010. Bro, uh, it has. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it has five number one albums. It's that and Thriller are the only two albums ever to have five real number one songs from it. And then she ate off of that for like two years. And that was just 14 years ago. Well, we, and I think it's the same another thing. Another good one we talked about. Because uh, like I remember feeling like iffy about the album and then like i went back to it bro uh fucking finally famous big sean's first album Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. shit had so many fucking singles on it (laughs) like uh like i do it came out uh dance obviously marvin and chardonnay marvin gay and chardonnay Chardonnay. there was a high i feel like was ass uh, yeah that yeah ass i mean like there were a few songs on memories i feel like was kind of big right 
Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's oh my last. I was like, there's one with Chris Brown. Oh yeah, like, the G- Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like fucking six songs that were like all out on the radio that I would hear. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's wild, and that's not a thing that's gonna happen anymore. Because also, right. like you said, because you don't have to buy the album. Like you can just put out a catchy song here and there, and like it, it's the yeah, exactly. But when when buying an album was required, I needed to put out enough good songs. I needed to let enough people hear mm-hmm. good songs of mine on the radio that they felt confident spending money on a full album, which is right, not exactly thing anymore. Like now, I can just yeah. do four catchy songs. Rest of them be dog shit. Put it on Spotify. No one cares. They'll yeah. just listen to the ones they like. Yeah, I think I think sort of you know to to wrap up the the music discussion. I think it's sort of the same thing that um, Patrick Williams talks about. In, you know, he says you know what killed movie theaters or what killed the movies, and I think it's a lot similar to the music here. Where I think it's not just the fact that it's streaming. I think it's streaming and uh, social media. You know, like you said, like little clips mixed with just the changing of of musical zeitgeist. Like you know, alternative rock music was very popular in the early two thousands, and then it kind of went down, and then sort of hip hop took its place. And then, um, you know, pop was super popular in the late 90s. And then grunge was before that. You know, there's always a sort of premier uh, music genre that I think is, is, is part of the monoculture mm-hmm. that I think hip-hop used to be in the late 2010s, early 2000s, early 2010s. But I think now, you know, sort of in the same way that TV doesn't have a monoculture, right? Nobody watches the same show anymore. And the last one was Game of Thrones. It's the same thing with music. Nobody listens to this. You know, there's not one mono artist anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, I the thought closest you thing go with something where you say, like, Hip-hop's fallen out and something's came in, but, like, I think the issue is that, like... Nothing's Maybe, right. maybe hip-hop's kind of, like, at the end of... Maybe not the end. Right? Well, I'm gonna say the end. Because, like, fucking rock well, music... I think the end of... Rock of music like, was, of it. was huge. But I'm sure there's still people making rock music, and there's people that like rock music that still listen to stuff now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, people still listen to pop music now, even though it's not the main thing anymore. So I feel like oh, yeah. we've reached the end of what would have normally been the life cycle, where, like... After this, people put out rap albums and like rap, like hip hop or rap fans listen to those. But other than that, mm. it's it's gone. But exactly, yeah, but like I you said, so, nothing yeah. has taken the place. So like, yeah. instead we just get like just the most like the worst, most devolved version of this thing because it's just dying, and it's like the only yeah. thing we've that was popular, and so it just keeps getting on the radio. Right, I think I think the last thing that's like a even re- remotely approaching a, a monoculture in music is Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's just, like specific the, artists, right? Like Taylor Swift, yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce Drake. Unfortunately, um, like Drake, and like Drake's kind Drake. of fallen off, but like yeah, I feel like he still has the same kind of pull. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like, and then some artists that that would, that would that would you would consider somebody approaching that. You know, either the music hasn't been up to par, or maybe they're just you know not making music you know somebody like Adele yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dua Lipa hasn't made an album in a while uh, Ariana Grande um, I'm trying to think of like a, like a rock equivalent you know and then the rock bands just don't make music the big ones the ones that right. do arenas and shit like the Red Hot Chili Peppers I don't even know if they make new albums right so yeah, like I don't think they do and even if they like, do it, it, it yeah exactly and so I, I think it, it, and it, you know it's, it's a larger conversation like I said television's the same way movies are the same way in that in that, in that um, video essay he mentions, you know, it's not just one thing that killed movie theaters. It was executives. It was the death of the movie star. It was streaming. It's like all these things just come together just to destroy, you know, just to kind of change dramatically everything where, you know, there isn't, if you put a movie on streaming, it kind of comes and goes. And, you know, whereas before, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, I mean, I know we had Endgame recently, but it was more consistent. You know, 20 years ago, you had Titanic and 
that's what everybody saw for six months, right? Mm-hmm. And then The Lord of the Rings, and then that's what everybody saw. And then even something like Shrek, everybody saw that, right? So nowadays... Well, not not for nothing, and like even with TV, because t- TV was after this, but like the same kind of idea. I remember, God, I remember us all getting together to watch like the season premiere of maybe the last season of Breaking Bad. Like I remember us mm-hmm. all like mm-hmm. meeting somewhere mm-hmm. and watching that. I'm pretty sure it was the last season. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was one of the last mono shows, mono culture shows. That yeah. one, and it was like uh, Game that, of Thrones. And it, and it, I think and it wasn't on streaming. One. You just fucking right. watched it week to week. Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's the. I think and, and even even the show. Like I think Game of Thrones, like I said, twenty nineteen. That's the last time like most of America watched one show or like mm-hmm. was hooked on a show or even something as huge and as sort of critically acclaimed that I you know that. Everybody who I talked to, or who you know, Sid and I watched and, and talked to, it was like uh, Succession. It's it, if you look at the numbers, like five million viewers, right? So it it, it, yeah. it there it's isn't very same thing, right? Like everyone loves it, right? Exactly, but like it's still, it's not that kind of show, right? Same thing with the Bear, right? You right. See everybody like you like you know people who watch it, but for the most part, if you ask like the layperson at Walmart, they're like, I don't know what that is, right? Exactly. So I feel like the same thing with music. I think everything's just becoming. Just sort of like splitting off into little trees, and the best we can do is just kind of hook onto the branches that we like, and then just kind of coast on those um, for the, the rest of the way out. That's also why I like, you know, that's why I always go to movies and support movie theaters because I think it's important that you know, not just for like to make a reference or you know do a bit or a joke, but I would I would like to to you know meet somebody in five years and say, man, did you remember that scene? In reminds me of the scene in. I don't know what's, what was the biggest movie this year? Like Oppenheimer, right? That was the biggest, you know, culture like this one. When he uh, talks about, I don't know. Or you could do, like, like for the first thing that pops in my head from that movie is like the um, when he's not looking at the the film of all the um, yeah, exactly, yeah, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the, of, like, of the atrocities, yeah, yeah and he's mm-hmm. like, but he's mm-hmm. still like seeing it, uh, like in his right, mind's right, because he knows what it is. Exactly, and I, yeah, and I think it's important that. That that sort of art and how you can you can talk to a stranger and be like, remember how you felt when you saw that? Yeah, I felt that way too. Right. They, yeah. right. I think it's important. What I think is it, splitting off into these branches is cool. It is cool that you can find people who watch the you know we, we watch the bear and we talk about the bear. We watch Scavengers Rain and me and my buddy watch Scavengers Rain and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it is it is nice that there is a, a you know same thing with music. It is nice that you know you you have your artist, your R&B artist that made it big, and he plays shows and he's doing well. But it's nice to go to a, a wedding and listen to Bruno Mars, and you all know the lyrics, right? Right, uh, exactly. Right. So, um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and nice, it's yeah. weird because there's no like, uh, like we said with music, like it's it's not just that we think the quality of this is like gone downhill. Like there's nothing in sight that is like poised to take its place like with streaming right streaming's out movies are no longer movies and shows are no longer as ubiquitous like like mm-hmm. they're they're less overarching ab- above the whole population and it's like but there's no you said movies in the 90s right but the thing that was coming was prestige tv and it's like yeah cool, mm-hmm. as movies yep. fell off like you were like Oh, we're now we're talking about The Wire, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, all these shows. But like now that that's gone, there's like nothing in the wind, you know, or there's like nothing coming. There's no sign of like, oh, I see what's coming next. It's just like I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> like, 
Right. Exactly. Um, so exactly. yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's odd. It's odd feeling. Um, mm. so yeah, that's, uh, that's TV shows. Um, that's TV shows. More... That's, that's, uh, that's monoculture and culture in America and at the start of 2024. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, real quick, uh, just mm-hmm. want to, uh, jump out, uh, on games that came out, uh, this past year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of uh, some of uh, so like my favorites, uh, Street Fighter Six came out. That was huge. Um, it came out so polished uh, for so like it's a different kind of game, but like fighting games generally, they only get better over time, which is like because there are constantly updates being made to it. Um, you can only test so many interactions and then you get people that are great at the game better than anybody that worked on the game and they find new things out and then you're having to, you know, balance based on that, shit like that. Um, so, like, generally speaking, like, Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5, like, if you go look at people talk about those games on release, even back in the past or now talking about them on release in the past, it's like, Boy, it came out and it was cool because it was a new Street Fighter game, but it had a lot of fucking problems. Man, Street Fighter Six does not have that. Um, like, there's a couple little things that people complain about, but it, for as many mm-hmm. people complaining about any one thing, there's other people saying like, I don't know, I don't think that's the problem. I think something else is the problem, which means yeah. that like ultimately, it's pretty polished. It's like a complete product, which is kind of unheard of for a fighting game on release. Right, coming out fully formed. Other, other than something like Mortal Kombat. But for, for reference, uh, NRS, that makes Mortal Kombat and Injustice, mm-hmm. they don't they don't put out fighting games to be long-term projects. Like, Street Fighter Six is going to come out, came out this year. It's going to be the Street Fighter game for like six or seven years. Um Mortal Kombat's and Injustice games, or whatever games they're putting out, two years, mm-hmm. max. So, like, they give you, like, this polished thing, but they're not planning to spend a lot of time with it. You know what I mean? Like, so they're like, right, right. what you get is what you get. We'll make small adjustments, but after that, we're pushing. Um, yeah. So, it, it's kind of wild for Street Fighter Six to have come out as well as it did on launch. Um, so, Street Fighter Six, uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen uh, came out. Was really happy with that. Um, it's... Now that I've spent a little time away from it, it's probably not as good as I wanted it to be. But considering the last, like we've talked about, like three or four, hold on, actually here's a good reference. The last Final Fantasy game that I think was like well-received, that's a mainline Mm. entry, is the one I'm playing now, which originally came out on fucking PS2. Um, Like, because 13's games were not, well received like some people liked them but they they weren't well received um mm-hmm. 14 was an mmo and then 15 was just right. bad uh so 12 was 2006 so we're talking 17 years later um we got one that's finally like good and it's its own thing and like there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it so so that was kind of huge um uh so is that elden ring was huge but i didn't play it um mm-hmm. but that was like a that one was crazy because that's a genre that like people don't. I don't know if that was this year actually. That might have been last year, but either way, that it, it was it was close to this year. I think if it wasn't, but yeah. So mainly yeah. for me, uh, Street Fighter Six, um, Final Fantasy Sixteen, 
and then I've just been catching up on some games. But those are the big ones for me this year. Um, nice. I know, nice. I think a Zelda game came out this year. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Tears yeah. of the Kingdom? Kingdom, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah this, oh, sorry? I was about to say, that came out, I heard that's great, it's just, I don't have a Switch, so yeah. I wouldn't know for sure. Um, oh, Baldur's Gate 3 came out, I haven't played it, everyone's talking, like, that's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. The Resident Evil 4 remake came out, I heard that's great. Uh, and then... The other two that I feel like are worth mentioning, at least. Um, I didn't play it. I, I got it for Christmas, so I'm going to play it at some point. But uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. I feel like oh, I heard yeah. that kind of... Uh-huh. It was still good, but it was like downhill from the first one, I feel like. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I I, had a, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked um the fact that, like... I was telling a friend, I was like, you know... In the first one, it would be like... um. Drama scene, action scene, action scene, action scene, gigantic action scene, and then maybe like you know like action scene, action scene, big one, and then that's it, right? Whereas this one, it's like action scene, huge, massive action scene through the city, drama, little action scene, gigantic action scene like you've never seen before. So like the action is in, like the set pieces are yeah. nuts. Okay. Um, it it like especially like, like uh, the like first, the one, first one. The first one. Uh, this might be what you're about to say. The first one, there's that, uh, I think it was maybe the demo or, like, the showcase was in the construction site. The, mm, the mm, big, mm. like, set piece in the construction site. And I remember yeah. playing that as well as seeing it. But playing it, I mean, like, yeah, that was, that was like, it's that was a whole thing. Um, yeah. Another great game that's like that, it's not recent, but, like, Uncharted games. That, those are the things mm-hmm. they do extremely oh, yeah. well. Yeah, because their set pieces are incredible every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it sounds like this kind of went more in that vein, which is, like, we're giving yeah, big, yeah. um, big blow-up events to, to kind of yeah. deal with and go through. I mean, the crazy thing is, like, you'll be, you'll be playing it, and, um, like, the first, the first scene, I'm playing it, and then, like, literally, I paused it, because I was like, what I'm witnessing. I literally had to stop and be like, Sydney, come into the room, watch this. Like, it's nuts. Um, so, yeah, so that's a good one. That, that's probably um, one of my favorites this year, too. And then uh, the other one I felt like uh, kind of mentioning, and just because it's such a weird um, thing. So, there's a game called Alan Wake. Um, it's made oh, by yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocksteady? Um, whoever the same people made Control, a Remedy. Um, I think Control is made by the same uh, company. So Alan Wake mm-hmm. 1 came out 2010 uh, and was kind of a flop. It's a, It was a... Man, I don't, know if, I don't know that you would remember this or have any reason to remember this, but like early 360 and like early PS3, which I think would have been like Alan Wake as well based mm-hmm. on the time period, there were like randomly like horror games were like really big. Like I remember like there's like two or three condemned games. There's a game called like fucking Nightmare or something like that. Alan mm-hmm. Wake. Alan Wake was more like a psychological horror game. Um and like I don't know why they were so big. I don't think any of them were like super like well received like holy shit this is game of the year. Um like I don't think any of them were like that, but anyway, so Alan Wake came out in 2010 and it wasn't well received. And then, like, over the course of the years, like, people went back to it. And they were like, honestly, though, like, the story's pretty solid. The gameplay's not great, but it's like, that's not what it was trying to do. It was trying to be, like, a horror survival story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like a psychological thriller kind of deal. And Mm -hmm. uh, 
people started to 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 like it started to grow on people and it kind of got its own little cult following and uh this year they actually Oh, and it was, I think, based on the way Alan Wake 1 ended, it was very clear this was supposed to be a series. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the people that ended up liking it, they like they were like, the potential for the second one is great. Like, they were excited. It wasn't like, oh, great, now we're getting... You know, like, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, oh, okay, part two, I get it. Like, we're, we're, right, we're right. setting up a whole thing. Like, this didn't feel like that. People were generally excited. Uh, and this year, Alan Wake 2 came out. 13 years later, like, it got enough of a... Uh, like uh, following uh, the ball got rolling enough with like fan, you know, fans asking for it and stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool. It came out and I believe it was super well received. Um, I yeah, think yeah. I keep seeing stuff about it, about people really liking it. Yeah. yeah. So that, I just thought that was a cool like story. The first, and I played the first one well after the fact. And cause I had a friend that had a PS3 and I borrowed it back, you know, when that was like the most recent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you got to try this game out. And this was b- really before it got its cult following. And, like, I played it and I was like, yeah, this is, like, kind of a cool thing. It's, people were not going to like it the same way that people say, like, The Last of Us is, like, a cutscene. You know what I mean? Like, people, that's mm-hmm. a complaint that people make. Like, it's, you're just, you're not doing anything. It's just a story. You could just watch it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is very similar to that. Um, which is that, like, I liked it, but I could see why it wasn't popular. Um, but it, it, it's just cool to have it back, really. Um, it looks like it got a 9 out of 10 on IGN, 90% on PC, Gamer, Magazine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just well-received. I thought that was a, a cool little thing that happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it on a bunch of lists of, like, and I think it was, like, at the Game Awards and stuff. So I, saw, I know people really liked that, um, even though, like you said, it was a big gap between the um the first and the and this one yeah so yep and just i just double checked uh remedy uh is the person that made control uh and i think they're technically in the same universe like i feel and i feel like that's actually i think that's part of what got alan wake 2 made was that like alan wake 2 got a cult following remedy made control it did super well and there's like mm-hmm. bits and pieces in control that point to Alan Wake stuff, and people are like, oh, and then, then it just kind of like turned into a thing, and they're like, fuck it, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's games in 2023. Uh, anything do you have to add there um, for 2023? Um, no, no, video games? yeah, yeah, g- gaming. Um, I didn't get a chance to play many. You know, um, I, I think I did uh, Ragnarok at the start of the year. Uh, God of War Ragnarok was like my Christmas present last year, so I played that one. I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. And I also really liked, um, like you said, the uh, Spider-Man 2, I thought. And people, like you said, people were complaining about the story, which I kind of get, but, like, it's just so much fun. It's so, Mm -hmm. like, the world's huge, and the action's so good that I'm just, like, I'm just, like, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to hate it. Right. Maybe 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 it is five points worse than the other one out of a hundred, but, like, it's still solid. Yeah, like, I'm still, yeah, like, it's kind of, like, Nobody else is do- like kind of like you know nobody else is doing action on a certain level of like John Wick, right? So right. even if four, well, I did, you know I loved, you know even if, you know, narratively it's a little jumbled sometimes. I'm like I don't give a shit. There's an overhead shot with shotguns with flyer shotguns, so like I don't care, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. so yeah, that's uh, it's 2023. Is there anything I left off or didn't mention that uh, even outside of video games? Anything this year? Um, past year that you can think that we didn't touch on? Um, no, no. 
deal. I'm sure I'll think of something. I'm sure I'll be like, damn, I should have talked about that movie that I mentioned. Damn it. <laughs> Letterboxd, save me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the, the year in review. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's the episode for this week. Uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at TMoneyBags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. Catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace. <laughs>